Three, two, one. Perfect. It's, it's, it's so it's off for you, isn't it? It's me when you do this. It's so <laughs> off on my end. If anyone actually, to start off, normally we kind of either just start a cold start or we're like, we fade in with someone saying something ridiculous, usually Johnny. Yay. Um, I, I just want to say, as of yesterday, I think it's yesterday, on Netflix, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the full series is there, remastered. Fantastic. It's the first time it's ever been officially put on a streaming service. You have heard us mention it before on this show. You might think, uh, cartoons, fuck that noise. I don't care. Go fucking watch it. Yeah. Right? And just just be aware that it goes in, it, like, you know, the the last few episodes get a bit fucked because the guy creating it got a bit fucked in the head. But there is a story there. You just got to think about it. And it's like, I'm not saying that as a kind of a defense for it being incomprehensible. It's just one of those things that it's not going to be. And then we shot the bad guy and we won. Yeah, there's a bit of thinking involved at the end, and you're like, so this, okay, this that's message fine. feels like it's either directed at me or everybody. <laughs> or both. No, everybody, because everybody I don't know is. what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, I, but I feel Angel like I'm gonna have to Angelica. watch it now. It is, it well, is, no, uh, it's defining. It and Cowboy Bebop, it and Cowboy Bebop are rated as the two best anime series of all right, time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and they're both like single season, a single story arc. Mm. That's it. Whereas with Cowboy Bebop, it's about like three characters who, you know, they're going around a solar the solar system and they're just trying to like cope with their troubled pasts and yeah. it's very kind of like you know uh there's there's some great flashy bits but it's very introspective in some moments neon genesis is about uh they found these things in the dead sea scrolls about these 18 angels that would come to earth um and the first one showed up uh like and that was the big bang and nobody knew until it, the second one showed up and was drawn to the first one and when she showed up it melted the Antarctic, flooded a third of the world, and wiped out more than half of the Earth's population in the ensuing devastation. Mm. So they built these 40-story tall giant mechs to kick the shit out of anything else that comes down. As you do. But like they're As not like Gundam mechs where they're just like, you know, we're gonna like fly around and it's all very blocky. These things do like backflips and they're like vicious because they're half biological and they act on like they're very feral. But they're controlled by these thirteen-year-old uh, kids because nobody I'm kind of born. There was mechs in Metal Gear Solid Five, I think, that was quite like that. They they yeah. felt they felt like robotic humans, but just big chunky things. Yeah, they had in Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five. I guess so, five, yeah. No, Metal Gear Four. It was not it four. Might be four. It might be four. Was it four on the PS3? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were bastards. But yeah, these the and like these things are like, the, it's it's all about that, and it's about this guy who's like, he's basically asked to pilot one of them and he goes in and he pilots his dad runs the program and his dad doesn't talk to him his dad's like really distant and their mother his mother died years ago and the thing shows up to fuck with the city so he gets into the thing he gets into the suit get in the fucking robot shinji that's where that meme comes yeah. from if you've ever seen it and he goes out to fight it and he starts the fight and he blacks out and then he wakes up in hospital and then you find out what happens in the next episode it's such a great opening for a series it's like hype 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 and credits and everyone's like what no no you can't do that <laughs> and then it's like starts off and he's in the hospital going what happened and everyone's like exactly what happened tell me don't do this to me <laughs> and then they show it and it's I unreal just, like, I was just talking to a guy yesterday about anime because he was into anime and like I, how I don't really get it I've tried a couple yep. of the shows and just I don't really get it 
the stall doesn't really do it for me. So this feels like kind of good timing. I feel like I have to watch that as a kind of a. It's, if I'm gonna give if I'm gonna give anime a chance, yeah. I'll give that a go. And so so like I I've goes. made the comparison before anime, and you'll get this. Anime is like metal. There's an awful lot of shit you got to wade through. Yeah, yeah. So it helps if you go to someone who's into metal and go, I like this and this. What can you recommend? Yeah. yeah. And they'll find something similar. Um, because I would say ninety nine percent of all anime is utter dog shit. Right. Um. It's, uh, but I like the one percent is fucking unreal. It's yeah. so. It's the I don't like new metal and it's like you like corn. I was like corn is a whole different thing. I, I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, how to yeah, explain yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like I don't like new metal. Yeah, you like faith no more. Ah, they're not new metal, but they created it. That's a good point. Yes. Um, and it's like yeah, okay, I suppose. I don't like new metal. Do you like Slipknot? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. So yeah. corn is like, and then you're making, and then you're making cases, and they're like. Yeah. I suppose there's stuff there. It's yeah. complicated. Yeah. That's it. It's complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Naruto is the limp biscuit of anime. Um, yes, that works quite well. Right, yeah, because I've heard that name and I kind of <laughs> yeah. assume that yeah. was kind of one of the ones that got popular but didn't I, deserve to be as popular as it was. As it tends it's to be all, it's all right, but it's very it's very self-aware. and it, uh, Sorry, it's very uh, very tongue-in-cheek. Right, yeah. So, so who's, who's, the, who's the Linkin Park then? Who's like the pop anime in that kind of metaphor there? Uh... What are the ones I've watched? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan could well, be. I've yeah. heard of that one because there was games of that that actually looked like yeah. a lot of fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, what you see oh, in the game is basically what the TV series is. Right, okay. <laughs> so Slipknot is Berserk, where it's like trying yes. far too hard to be as gritty yeah, as possible. Yeah. And, and 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 Slipknot is like like people can say Slipknot is new metal. When you actually go back and listen to their first few albums, it's like that. Some of that is just straight like death metal and stuff, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just like they were like the. You know, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're playing tag football, except for that one guy who keeps tackling cunts. Like, that's what Slipknot were here. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. that type of thing. So yeah, the the Berserk is actually a very good uh, analogy for yeah. that. Remember playing that game in the Dreamcast as well? It was great. But yeah, the, 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 there is a, there is a very small kind of pool of very good shows. But what happens with a lot of them is a lot of them are, are serialized in books first. Yeah, and then they and like and there might be like twelve books or fifteen books, and they're released one a year. And that's the guy just like one person works on it. They write and draw it in Japan and they release them and that's their, their livelihood and they live off that and that's mm. fine. Yeah. But then they go, this is really popular. Let's serialize it for television. It's like, that's cool. But each one book, which takes a year, is like so dense is it's going to take like 100 episodes to do that one book or 50 episodes to do that one book. And the concept of condensing stuff down is like, no. They just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. So like the like that's why like I think Bleach was one of them went for like six hundred and something episodes, and then the, you know and like the original Dragon Ball like the original Dragon Ball oh, was yeah. I think eighty something episodes, and then Dragon Ball Z was in, like nearly three hundred. And was that based off a single book or a, few, or a, few a series? A series of books. Okay. Yeah. There's but that's the thing they they they're not like oh yeah we can just condense this down they're like no 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 we have to hit everything because they just use them like storyboards. Well, yeah. that's good. I mean, I wish they'd do that in more book adaptions of things oh, yeah. because like I was I was watching uh, Pet Cemetery. I went to see that in the cinema when it came out because I mm. was excited for that because I loved that book and uh, yeah. I was watching the film and I was like this would have been great as a TV series like I, I would have watched this for six hours so they could do the proper exposition instead that's, of just trying to summarize well, everything in a that's five minute actually you, you speak of of uh, Stephen King I'm reading through it again mm. and I was just remembering how close they're actually it actually hits to the book the, t- the films yeah like because like the, there was the two part TV series but they took out an awful lot of stuff in there yeah, yeah. 
and they've taken some stuff out of the the recent film. This, but I mean, even there's like some the, stuff they have to take out, like that weird scene in the sewer. That comes yes, up a lot, yes. actually, on this podcast. Everybody, everybody knows about it. If you've read the book, you know what that scene is. Yeah. But it's like, no one ever just, it's like, yeah, that scene in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't we don't talk about that one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, even the stuff like, like when they, I don't know if you saw the trailer that was released for part two. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's when she goes to visit the, her old, uh, Beverly goes to visit her old uh, apartment that she grew up in and the old woman's there and, and then it turns out like the woman is Pennywise's uh, daughter and she's like oh yeah my Bob Gray was my father he was also known as Pennywise the dancing clown and all this type of stuff and then she's like oh shit gets weird yeah and I'm like that's like that is straight out of the book that is yeah and like the the fact that it's you know I, I don't as far as I remember they never did any of that in the in the original TV one yeah no, I don't remember there was that. a lot of it like that I don't think they um, like I'm wondering if they're going to talk about like, are they going to mention or do it? Because obviously they've shifted everything twenty seven years forward. Yeah. Because it's you know, the the time shift, like. But um, I'm wondering, are they going to do like an, a shifted forward version of like the the massacre that happens in um, there's the nightclub that yeah, burns down, yeah, 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 yeah. and then there's the there's the massacre in the center of town where everybody just shows up with their guns because they know that there's going to be criminals coming through and they all just fucking wipe them out. Like, yeah. so I'm wondering, are they going to do updated versions of that? Like, maybe in some sort of like. That you know, oh, I remember such and such, or even in passing, if they just mention it, I know they can't fit everything in, but yeah. it's it does feel great that like that they're putting more into it and they're actually going, yeah, do you know what? We can split this into, and we can put in more time, and we can put that in because that's and a tall agree, order. Yeah. Like that, that is a big book. I remember I read that book a few years ago, and I had to take a break from reading afterwards. Yeah, like it was such a large, it was such a huge book, a, and it was kind of a slog to get through. And it was exhausting. I was like, right, I, I'm not gonna read anything for a month. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna take a break. Yeah. And but it's it's <laughs> it's kind of fast paced as well. Like it's yeah. not it's not a slog while you're reading it, but it's that when you stop, you're like, actually, that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of the same yeah. with the stand. I thought it was heavier than the stand. Yeah. And um, the stand was a bit slower paced, but yeah. I think as well as like it is more because of how it plays on fear, and you know that from like the very start. So every mm. time one of the kids goes off on their own in the book you're like oh fuck here we go yeah, yeah. and it's you know and, and he and he does it on purpose where he does he does like the Alfred Hitchcock thing where Hitchcock would build the music up and then let it die off yeah. and then hit you with the scare mm-hmm. when he does it where it's like oh yes such and such happens but then he goes off on this meandering story where he tells you all about like you know oh and I used to go there when I was a kid and I know such and such was there and I saw her having a picnic and blah, blah. and it's like it's like six pages and you're like where the fuck is the scare and then it's like you know and then it starts getting creepy and you're like all right okay but like you know he's setting the scene and he's describing everything and it's it feels it, it does feel like memory it feels like a kid yeah. reminiscing or something like that and, and, and as you say like because it's a manifestation of fear it can be anything like it's yeah. kind of hard to predict what's coming because it is just a manifestation of oh, yeah. fear so it's, it's like yeah. this could be anything it doesn't matter how fucked up it is it it's not the slasher thing where you're waiting for the slasher yeah, to appear yeah. it's basically this person is talking to an old lady what the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. Is that even really an old lady? Is it really a house that they're in? Who fucking knows? I, ju- I just had something pop into my head, like literally like a, a, a meme format where it's the bit from Harry Potter and they've got the boggart in the, in the wardrobe and it's like, this will be your greatest fear and the kids are like, Ugh. and then just Pennywise going, am I a joke to you? I got to Photoshop that together afterwards. Perfect. Uh, cool this episode ostensibly is about tropes that will not die and I feel like Stephen King and horror movies and even anime and stuff have just a million tropes that people seem to well, just lean on the St- the Stephen King is writing enough uh, enough books that he seems like one of those animes that won't stop 
Yes, that so, is true. You know, they're, 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 and he will not die. Even getting hit by a truck and getting hit by several tons of cocaine over a gradual period of time didn't yeah. seem to stop him. So, you know, uh, it's... um. On, on the Stephen King thing, one of the tropes I was thinking about for video games was I really... Just, everybody knows about it. It's the exposition fairy. The little creature is like, hey, listen, and oh, leads you along. Because you more often than not, there's a mute protagonist. So they need somebody to just interject and give you info and give you story. So you've got Navi in Ocarina of Time or Tattle in um, in Majora's Mask. Uh, and I've started, in Halo. I've got a Switch, so I'm starting to play through all the Mario games. And in Mario vs. Rabbids, uh, they've got Beepo, which is the little robot that just goes around and tells you things. But in uh, Odyssey, it's just a fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fucking hat. And it feels like that Family Guy joke where it's Stephen King and he's run out of ideas. He's like, what about a scary lamp? Yeah. And it's just, they're just staring at Mario and he's like, what if his hat came to life? He's like, yeah, man, what if his hat came to life? What if you came into the fucking land of hats? And everybody in the first level is a hat. And I'm just playing it going, I'm just going to get past this. It's a great fucking game, though. It's a great game, but like, I'm just staring at it going, I, I could do without the... The little hat village is it, weird. Right? Yes. The kind of ghost village thing. Where everybody kind of is a ghost the houses hat. houses are top hats. And, yeah. yeah. It's kind of bizarre. It it feels like an exercise where somebody is like, you know, draw a squiggle and make it into a character. It's like pick an item in the room and then make yeah. an entire like Mario level out of it. And they do that every time. If you're playing rabbits, it's like this level is all building blocks as if a toy box exploded. This level is all a garden. So there's the garden hoses, a snake and all this. Yeah, kind of, and like, yeah, yeah it's, it's the most inoffensive thing you can do. And as an artist I'm like what a great way to kind of fuck around with scale and do fun things mm. but it's me just going so am I a hat <laughs> like what's <laughs> is, is it just hats that's that's what we're doing this time around I feel like Theor- I feel theoretically like theoretically you're a butt plug tell me more <laughs> well if the hat is alive and sentient <gasps> no no it's <laughs> <laughs> me burning my switch in the corner <laughs> you're, you're like he's either trying to eat you or um anyway is this but, because but on the on the exposition characters it's kind of interesting because it's tough for games right because nobody wants to like what was it final fantasy one of the recent final fantasies where you would sit there for an hour and a half and it was before you even got the tutorial right it was all yep. just introduction and characters and story and you don't really want like i know when i'm playing a game i always pick up the controller and i just want to do shit i want to move yep. the character and i want to do some stuff so it kind of feels like they have to be much more obvious with the, the exposition in talking about pet cemetery again there was literally a scene where judd sits down <coughs> and just explains everything yep it's like in the book it was pages like this chapter and chapter and yeah. chapter of you know building up this relationship between the two of them gradually uncovering the history of the city and all the fucking things were going little on little hints dropped yeah. in the, yeah, yeah but they, in, in the film it was like just sat down and yep. opened a book and it was like here's everything you need to know about the setting now let's go with the film and it just ruined the first half of the film yeah and this this is one of those ones on this topic where you need to do it in games because games would suck if you didn't but in films it sucks when they do it right I, and, I, and TV, I could argue yeah. I, I, I have an argument for for games that don't do it and they still work perfectly fine. Right. And that's the Bloodborne series and, and Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. That's the na- the narrator in those games is the item descriptions. And if you yeah. don't want to read the item descriptions, fair enough. Yeah. Like, just fucking, you get the little two-minute video at the start and off you go. That is that is a good point. I think the Souls series is a, is a great example of world building. Uh, on on the just that that trope of we need to get we need to impart information and if you do it really well the the world builds itself you do a, a sweeping shot of a of 
like something in the fifth element where you do sweeping shot of all the taxis going crazy and it's all and you're like I'm in the future it's frantic let's like I you didn't need to explain it I can see it let's go yeah, yeah. and uh, watching through Chernobyl there and actually I haven't seen that yet. <clears throat> I really, but really they, to watch it. one of the guys is a gruff kind of company man um, Soviet officer kind of dude and he gets a scientist and he's it, the, at one point goes like they do this really nice thing where they're going, you're going to go and find out what's happening and take the scientist. And he's like, I don't want to take the scientist. He's like, do you know how a nuclear reactor works? And he goes, no. And he goes, then take the scientist. <laughs> and on the flight there, he just turns to the scientist like they, they're not speaking. He goes, right now, tell me how a nuclear reactor works. And he does a little bit of exposition just very quickly to catch the audience up as to what, like, what could have been the worst case scenario with yeah. the implication that then eventually that reveals what happened. And he explains what a nuclear reactor does. And then he just looks at the scientist and he goes, now I don't need you anymore. Now I know how a nuclear reactor works. I could throw you off this fucking plane if I wanted. And just like that, he's a bastard. The scientist is really put upon. We know a bit more information. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it was a bit of a, a heavy scene, like in times of, uh, but I was like, okay, everyone's caught up now. Yeah, everyone knows yeah, who everyone yeah. is and what's going on. It's it's a, it's a mini series. <clears throat> a limited amount of time to yeah. get their point across. Like, so I, I can, I can, yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. The, one of my favorite bits of exposition, just as we're talking about it, um, is the the Matrix. Mm. When he's but unfortunately, like, no so, one can be told what the Matrix is. Mm. I don't. I don't mean that part though. <laughs> I mean when he first comes out, and he go, he's like walking around and like, cause he can't sleep, and he's like, yeah, all the screens with the the code, yeah, and he's, it's just like, so that's the Matrix, and he's like. He just kind of goes, yeah, pretty much. It's you know, I don't even see code anymore. I see redhead, blonde, brunette, blah blah blah. And then he just kind of looks at it and he's like, okay. And it's like that's it. That's all they bothered giving it. Yeah. Like they had the the bit with the battery and the you know all that type of stuff, and that's the real kind of oh dramatic. Mm. But then it's like okay, cool. So are they gonna explain this? And he just kind of goes, yeah, it's just it's just code. Yeah. And it's like, but how do you interact with it? No, 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 I'm telling you. I, it's like I'm not gonna. You'll see me type later on one of these seventeen keyboards, yeah. and then you'll see me slap a mini disc inside something, and, and then it's like jam a fucking cool. spike in the back <laughs> of your neck. But yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I, yeah, exactly. And I, I like that. I like that. It's just kind of like no, no, no. This is the only thing that matters. It's just like it's. You just need to know that yes, it is a computer program. You're not. Yeah. Your character isn't so going insane. I and always. That's it. I always got the impression that the dude was fucking with him a little bit because obviously, like he's watching all the screens and stuff. But it'd be like me walking up to a coder and going, like watching somebody who's making a video game, pointing at a single screen of code and going, "Is that the game?" Yeah. And they'd be like, "Well, it's part of the back end." For, uh, yes, that's the game. That's it's, absolutely. It's, yeah, the yeah, game. it's code. There, there was a film I was watching. I can't remember the name of it, but I remember it was, it was about. It was clearly about Microsoft, and yeah. there was it was a bunch of coders, and there was this guy that was just clearly Bill Gates, yeah. and there was like an open source movement, and they hated these guys, and one of them sold out and went to work for these guys. But I just remember this one scene where the boss kind of stands over one of the coders' shoulders and kind of rubs his chin and goes, "That's some good code." I was like, that that just doesn't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you that's never amazing. look at a few lines of code and go, "That's some good code." You know what I mean. Like, you get the, you can't really isolate it like that. Even the, you know, it's kind of it's, thing with that as well is you could only fuck up code. He could point and go, "What the fuck are you doing yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he, if one screen is fine, that doesn't tell you anything. No, no, it really, yeah. really doesn't. I mean, yeah. and, and, and I, what, what would be better would be a directory <laughs> structure, even because you could look at a directory <laughs> structure and go, "Actually, you no, know, I like the look of that. I can kind of understand it." Yeah, that would be, I think, easier to look at and, and get a. A quick overview of the state of things, you know, not a, a screen thing. of it's, code. Yeah, he's looking at a screen of code going, that's some good code. And your man's like, I know, right? And if I mess with it up, it's an ASCII picture of my ball. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, uh, I, that, but that's the thing. That's, I think that's, 
that's something that I wish would die, that never dies in TV, is how often they fuck up computer games and computer code. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they only seem to get it right. Like, like it's so notable when they get it right. Like Mr. Yeah. Robot. Or, you know, and you're like, holy shit, they actually pulled it off. Yeah. What was the they actually was turned swordfish? to someone and went... Was was a particularly bad one? Didn't they sit him down at a computer and put a gun to his head and had a woman suck him off and was like, break into that system? Yep. And he's just yeah. he started typing yeah. a little bit more furiously so, and he got in. You so know, that yeah, fucking I did that and then I went to learn coding. I, I watched that film and then I went to learn coding in college and I'm like, where's my blowjob? <laughs> what's what's going on? This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. He's like, I'll put up with the gun, but I need the. <laughs> and then, then the other one, classic one, is just like going to. I think this happened with Engadget. Someone just went to their website and did a view source and copied the HTML on the screen, and it appeared in a film as code on the screen. And that's it was literally amazing. the source from Engadget. That's great. Uh, that thing I just, was. I hate that. Or when two people type on the same keyboard. That's yep. Oh, kill Astounding. me. That's just that's, uh, and it will not go away. That is the Wilhelm scream, of of fucking computer. Like yeah. oh. Um, the, on Swordfish there's a bit where this dude is I, I know it's all hyper weird and everything but like the dude is supposed to be coder guy and at least in the Matrix like Neo was skinny and weird looking mm. um, and always looked tired whereas in Swordfish he's like he's a coder and there's a bit where he gets his shirt off and he's a perfect six pack and you're like are you joking <laughs> like what 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 what's his day like? Yeah, yeah. I need to know. I know. Now hang on, hang on. You're sitting beside a coder who works out more than most fucking gym gym rats I know, right? <laughs> I mean, te- technically, I'm more of a manager than a coder. <laughs> oh, sorry, pardon me, pardon me. But uh, no, uh, well, they let I, I watched them um, Snowpiercer recently, and the, it was really good. Actually, yes, really it's good. fantastic. It's it, it is also now up on um on Netflix, right. and the point is that the guy it's a. Uh, sci-fi dystopian movie set in the future where all of mankind is on this thing the rattling arc the snowpiercer train that is on a one-year loop around continental europe and russia and earth basically um and that is what is left of the world but the the people in the rear of the train the caboose um are the kind of the freeloaders the dregs of society the ones who are just shit on by everyone um and they're supposed to be these starving huddled masses like it, it has a real concentration camp vibe they are much put upon and every so often their children are plucked by people at the front carriages. It kind of opens with guys with guns. Yeah. Getting them all to sit down in, yeah. a, in a car and it kind of really shows just how under the thumb they are. Yeah. Right. And it, it's a super interesting because you're like, I get that this is obviously some big metaphor, but it's so well thought out. You're like, it's not completely like incomprehensible. I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm buying in. Yeah. But it's, then, it's, it's, it's a really good Willy Wonka sequel. Interesting. <laughs> there, there's there is a there is an eleven minute video that Chris Evans himself shared because Chris Evans is the main character in Star yeah. Chris Evans himself shared where someone has gone through and analyzed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original one, yeah. and Snowpiercer, and essentially proves how uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie Bucket is Charlie is the is Ed Harris's character. <laughs> That's fantastic. But then, right. I feel like in the show notes for this or in a tweet or whatever, you're going to have to share that video. Yes, absolutely. That sounds yeah, I, I want to see that video as well. Uh, yeah, but there, it's fantastic. There, there's just a bit in it where like, he's, he finally kind of steps out into light and like he's, he's doing this. But he's built like fuck. Like he's amazing. And I'm like, no wonder everyone in the back is hungry. You're eating all the food, you fuck. Yeah. Look at you, magnificent. And like, trimmed a beard and stuff. And I'm like, and, I'm but they, sorry. Yeah. I will not have a bad word spoken about against Captain America. <laughs> you leave Chris Evans alone. Yeah. It is an amazingly good movie. The, the other yeah, dude, yeah, you're right that the sheer volume of protein he would have to consume to yes. maintain that body is, uh, <laughs> you know. 
But that, uh, but then when you find out what they're being fed, it's all protein. Actually, that's that, a good point. That is that a good point. point. Well, then they're all majorly deficient in a lot of other nutrients that would probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't look yeah. like a man. He probably, who's got probably should only either. have like. Yeah. yeah, he should probably only have like th- three teeth in his head. Like, <laughs> I'll 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 allow it if also we were talking about like people. Who, I know I know why they do it. I know why they have like the beautiful people in the shows and stuff. And anytime it cuts to the future and it's dystopian, but the ladies all look like they've their hair done. Mm. I'm still kind of fine with it. I'm still kind of like, well, maybe in this zombie apocalypse, people still like to look after themselves. Like it is, if if you can, if you it's can do some of yeah, the small amount of ritual to get you through the day. I mean, in any apocalypse or shitty situation, there's going to always going to be a relative scale of being. Hot, yeah, right. And yeah, they're just putting it to our normal but, scale that we understand. But I, that's I love that in Fallout, where uh, sometimes you'll go into places where like you've been hanging around with fucking feral ghouls and then you go into what is a mansion and there's a guy in stuck pajamas but it's still ratty it's nothing mm. still perfect yeah, yeah. they don't have someone who is beautiful they always have people who are doing their best but everything's still a little broken um but i've seen movies where people go back to the past and it's caveman times and like everyone's got their armpits shaved and everyone looks perfect and i'm like no yeah. No, I'm, I won't accept this. It's, it's every medieval uh, setting I've ever seen. Yes, because it, it's it's really tempting to romanticize kind of medieval time. You got knights and you got you know maidens and all the shit. It's like no, everything was covered in shit. They, everything they didn't have sewage. Like it was just shit everywhere. They that, should the, the like I, what was it the um I was YouTube videos watching um, one of the funniest guys and they're like someone's like a clip from a movie and it's a medieval movie and they're like she's pretty hot though and the guy just turns around and goes yeah no sanitary products back then. And the guy, yeah. you see the guy's face going, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know, it's everybody yep. smells so Everybody bad. smells the shit. And it, there was an interesting thing I heard recently where, um, or it was like a few years ago, someone was talking about the fact that when you are aroused, your threshold for disgust goes way up, right? So things that might disgust you normally, yeah. if you were aroused, you were disgusted, disgusted less. Oh, less, them, okay. Right? And when I was thinking about that, I was like, ah, that makes sense. Because actually, if you went back to those times, it's a wonder that, anybody got, got the ride because everybody <laughs> would have been so disgusting. amazing like everybody would have been so disgusting uh, but they should just do it as a relative thing if you're doing a medieval movie everyone has to grey up and yellow up their teeth just do it alright and by about halfway through the movie you'll be fine again you'll be watching it going okay she's the hot one That's yeah. I'm on board like, it, I think I think Monty Python and the Holy Grail got closest to that you know they've that scene bring out your dead yeah. and they're just going through the, the cameras like oh, he must be king why he's the only one not covered in shit right? yeah. it's, it's like literally everybody was just you know in rag order yeah. um, dead yeah. bodies everywhere and just shit everywhere yeah that's fantastic um, oh, I missed I missed the good old days <laughs> uh, <laughs> So things that will not die. We should let's get on topic because yeah. we're just rambling. Yeah, there, there was some things that will not die. What is your what is your film thing? What is your what is the one thing in film that you just wish would fuck off? Uh, um, I the thing that annoys me from just watching films and stuff is how they treat drugs and alcohol. And again, I know exactly why they do all the things they do. Yeah. I know everything you've only got 90 minutes to tell a story everything's a shorthand i don't care that somebody goes up and goes i'll have a beer because they can't use the the na- actual name i'll have a beer brand beer that's what it's called that's what i want um or but lager it, if you're in the uk yeah pint of beer. um but in every movie drugs are hallucinogens every drug you take is a hallucinogen Actually, I had a point about this as well, and my point was more about stoners and the, the, the idea of a stoner. Yeah. Where if you smoke weed, you are a waster. Yes. You know what I mean? And oh, it, like, if you... There's been movies where people smoke weed and then the walls start melting, and I'm like, what? Yeah. The actual yeah. fuck do you think this it's is? Like, it's like, oh, you, I, I see you've ta- you smoked something that's been dusted. Yes. That's, that's the only or way that's happening. Like, 
Because I, I remember being in school even, because this, it actually, it's kind of damaging in a sense where it's super misleading for people. I remember when I was in secondary school and there was, it was, I was in like 50 or something, so it's like 17. Yep. And there was some drugs talk and we had people come in to talk to us about drugs. And uh, I think it was a girl in the class that in all seriousness said, you know, I don't understand why people would smoke a joint when you risk, you know, jumping off a building thinking you can fly. And I was like, it's a joint. And at that time, all you could get in Ireland was hash. Yeah. So like all hash did was kind of, make you maybe laugh for 10 minutes and get a headache you yeah. know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't good quality shit it made you really want to watch south park and be like oh man yeah yeah <laughs> but uh th- but as you say anyone who drinks or smokes in a in a movie is now going to be a bumbling infant mm. for the next few scenes like they they won't be able to do anything they won't be able to hold a conversation if they have to, if they have to have a dinner with people they're going to start fucking things up yeah. like they're going to smash things they're going to say the wrong thing and then that image as well, it's kind of like uh, James Franco in Pineapple Express, yep. like the classic stoner or Brad Pitt in uh, True Romance. Was oh, yeah. A similar kind of like, if you smoke weed, that's who you are. Yep. That, that is the type of person. And if, if you see someone doing shots, like a round of people doing shots, I'm like, oh, so it's a blackout scene. Like, I know, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be people waking up going, what the fuck did we yeah. do? And I'm like, I know the Hangover movie was very successful. But even just in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they did that. We're like, we're going to have a party. And then it's them waking up and having to go through all their police cameras to figure out what they'd done the night before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I, it, if that was the case, the world would end tomorrow. <laughs> like, and, and speaking of The Hangover, it's interesting because one of my points was going to be about drink as well, where you see it all the time, where people go out and they'll get wrecked. Yep. And then, you know, the next day they're like, oh, I'm dying, whatever. But they're going about their normal business. Yep. Like when I go out and get that fucked up, I'm not right for a week. Yeah. Like I'm not doing shit for the that, next week. That's because you're old. Now, hang on. When you were when you were 21, you could go out and like drink like a trooper. And then you'd wake up the next day and you'd feel like shit. And you'd eat a fucking breakfast roll or whatever the vegetarian equivalent is. And like, you know, roll. drink your bottle <laughs> of Lucasade. Drink your bottle of Lucasade and like three hours later you're fine. You're, like, your legs you, you are a bit sore. by lunchtime. Yeah. yeah, depending on yeah. how heavy it's l- l- Much like everything, the refractory period gets longer as you get older. That's, <laughs> that's all that was. Well, if I could just get rid of one thing, it would be people drinking a shot to prove they're tough in movies. It's like, and then they don't, they're like stony faced. And I'm just looking at it going, what's the rest of your day going to be like now? <laughs> like what's, you, it sounds like you would, a fight you need to do later. What's, yeah. what's, why are you drinking shots of whiskey? <laughs> Although they do an amazing one in Arrested Development where there's uh, Lucille is about to do the drinking contest and she just takes one and drinks it and puts it away and goes, that one doesn't count. And then she starts the <laughs> drinking contest. You're like, ooh, that is a power move. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, you mentioned about the drugs, but they're always like uh, hallucinogenics. There was always one, scene, one film that stuck out to me for doing it right was Chopper. Because mm. it's a bit with her on speed. Years, right. Yeah. And like, there's no hallucinogenics. They're just, all, they're all moving and talking really fast. Yeah. And it was just their way of going, okay, yeah, they're on drugs and it's and it's speed. So it's not like, yeah, I'm tripping balls. It's just like everything's kind of like, yeah, so we're going to do something. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. And they're just like talking like 90 mile an hour. And it's like, yeah, okay, that works. And actually, that's, in, you know, in, in people that did it really, in, in that did it, did it pretty well uh, in a TV show, that 70s show actually did their stoner circles pretty well, where that felt more representative, like a bunch of people sitting in a basement or like, yeah, it would be a shed or something kind of dingy or something. Yeah, they just do a yeah. circle where they all just kind of, laugh and talk shit for a few minutes and then move on with their lives and they were never and always stoned or never stoned it was i always got the feeling it was somewhere in between <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it, and it was i love the fact that they do they did it for seven seasons without ever saying what was happening yes yeah yeah, yeah. and it was and even just, the parents it was got just stoned such... at one point like and it was yes. yeah. really well done yeah yeah but it's i just i liked i appreciated that they never ever did the reveal or anything like that it was always just uh yeah let's just yeah keep taking it along 
Um, yeah, that's one of the few that's done it very well, I think. And but then they had Cheech, um, and you know, Cheech, oh, yeah, Cheech Martin did. was part of the show. Yeah. And he was that stoner, but even then, he was running his own business. So, you know. yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. what are yours? Well, what's your what's your one you want to get rid of? Uh, what do you want to throw in the bin? What do you hate? So yeah, well, actually, I had that one about kind of uh, stoners always being wasters. Uh, that was, the, and this isn't one that I necessarily want to throw in the bin, but it's something that sometimes gets pretty ridiculous mm. um, and that is the amount of punishment that the human body can take so <laughs> you see it you see it in everything so like the film that obviously jumps out was Die Hard right Die the Hard amount of Evil Dead 2 in well, that's that kind of funny. Have. Yeah. yeah I mean it's like here's the thing right people have literally died because they take a punch to the face and fall and hit their head off a curb yep. right it, it actually doesn't take much to do some serious brain damage like concussions are pretty easy to get like relatively yep. easy to get and people just get knocked or like uh, I was watching The Punisher on Netflix. Really enjoyed that I hardly series. know her. But, yeah. <laughs> but the amount of abuse that guy took, like I think at one point he gets shot and then he goes and lies down for two days and then he's doing pull-ups. And it's kind of like... like for, and, and, the, and, en- and, the end and, of and season he's old, one. Right? He's old. Yeah. So the end of season one. People can do it. The end of season one, like, he, he and the person he's fighting go through so much that I was looking at it going, Jesus, that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's that's, that's, like, sometimes it's just kind of because, like, the Punisher, whatever about superhero movies and all, but he doesn't have any powers. Like, yeah. it's just he's army guy, you know. And it's he's it's meant to be. He's got like the he is the guy with the unbreakable will. Will he yeah, is the guy, the guy who will like, like it's, it's if I have to die doing it, I will get the job done. Yeah, but I mean, and mental, that's what mental, made him a great soldier. Will only get you know. so far, right? And it's, it's oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Maybe he's read the secret. And he knows, but if he just really, really <laughs> believes. But the, the gas, thing, I like, like we we mentioned this briefly before. We're about like you saying, you know, yeah, he is the guy, the mental toughness thing, and the reason. Have you watched season two of The Punisher yet? Yeah. yeah. So he actually broke his hand in season, in uh, the first episode. That's why he has it all wrapped up. Yeah. Right, and they're looking at it going, "Oh, that's broken." But like he broke it in the bar fight and didn't tell anyone for three days. And then, like, he tore the ligaments then, like, because he's trying to do the fight scene. Yeah. And, like, his his hand is broken, but he's like, I'm not saying anything, because, like, no, 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 like, I, I want to do my own stunts, and they're, they're going to sub someone else in, I don't want to do that. And he ended up fucking up his own hand, and they had to basically, like, but, they, they went to do a move, and he's like, so you're going to catch his, uh, you're going to swing, oh, he's going to swing the punch, and you're going to catch it with your left hand. He's like, can I catch it with my right hand? And like, no, no, the way the camera is, you have to catch it with your left hand. He's like okay and then they swing the punch and he grabs it and he just started crying and they're like well what's going on what's going on so that's yeah a, like the sentimental toughness thing he actually just straight up did it like but yeah. that's a good point if i could pinpoint it to something it's whenever someone gets shot in the shoulder and then later on it shows like the the day has been saved and the police are around and people from blankets and the main guy just has a the smallest sling ever and he's just walking and chatting to people yeah. and it's like you've been shot in the shoulder man like your your arm is fucked you need to your shoulder's a complex joint yeah. like, there's a lot going on in there to to really go on i mean like everyone damages their shoulder if they're lifting weights. Anyone who's ever lifted weights has damaged their shoulder, yeah. right? And you'll know you're going to have some like tendon or ligament issues in there. And yeah, like a bullet to go through it, you're not going to be moving that arm for six months. They, you know what I mean? Uh, for action movie stars, there's a thing where they put a little nick on the person's nose to show that they've been like beat up over the course of the movie and it never bleeds. It's just yeah. these unbleeding cuts. And it's like, I know what you're, you're trying to say these guys are tough. But like, do they, they're, they're just better than me. They don't even bleed when they're cut. That's fucking <laughs> and, and that's to say nothing of infections. Yes. Right? Because like all the movies that we see where people are getting fucked up and cuts and stuff like that, like obviously they have to cut out the scenes where they're sitting there with death all just yes. dabbing it on the, 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 every like cut on, on their body. It's, but surely someone must have gotten infection the, at some point. There's right? a scene where John McClane's in a bathroom uh just d- dabbing a wound and he looks over and like bruce wayne's putting on his eyeliner and they're like, oh, man. um there's... Uh, what's interesting is i have a, a 
a film that kind of jumped out when I was thinking about this uh, about the uh, like what an actual fight looks and the toll it takes in your body. Yeah. And I, I jumped straight back to uh, you know Eastern Promises with yeah, yeah. Egon Morrison. Yeah. There's that scene. And you already know the scene I'm talking about where they're having mm. a fight. It's like in the shower, the, the sauna place. In the bath, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so brutal. Like, it's yep. hard to watch. And that's because it feels real. Like, every punch feels real from throwing the punch to to receiving the punch. Yep. It feels real. And you're watching it this is hard to watch. This is really hard to watch. And, it's and not after dramatic, the first, dramatized at all. After the first two or three punches are thrown, you can see they're in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Which yeah. is like, well, yes. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, like. And you, you can kind um, of understand why it's, the violence in like the Punisher and stuff is so uh, is like is like the way it is because you wouldn't be able to watch a full season of that. Like if it was really oh, yeah. looking fighting, you, you just couldn't watch it. Like, yeah. like the mass. That's the thing. Like w- the end of season one when he has that fight with your man, and I'm like, this is getting hard. Like this is yeah. a, not when he fights Jigsaw, but when he the the the, the guy the other guy who was his boss or the CIA guy, he's fighting him, and I'm like, this is really getting a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Like this is getting, you know, and and like. I've watched some ridiculously gory films in my time and I've just been kind of like, you know, I watched Cannibal Holocaust in the cinema, a film that was on the video nasty list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And halfway through, I turned to my mate and went, I don't know about you, but I'd fucking murder a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, but watching this, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I suppose it's a testament to how, how well the Foley team was doing it and the special, yeah, yeah. you know, the makeup and stuff, but it was still kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> on the, on the thing know. of what your body can take, uh, have you seen Focus, the one with uh, Will Smith and Margot Robbie? Is that no. right? No. A rare movie where it's a like a black and white black guy, white girl actually as a couple in a movie. They just generally be like, oh, black dude, you'll get a Latino or something. Um, but they both play con artists and spoilers towards the end. There's a bit where there's a, a kind of Mexican standoff uh, and she just turns on him and goes, do you know what? Like, you know, like maybe we don't need to split the money and shoots him and he goes down and the, the bad guy's like you're fucking cold and he's like alright and the money changes hands and she is, and she runs over and then realises that earlier in the movie there's a point where a guy tells a story about there's a place you can shoot someone on the body and it won't kill them and she's managed to get it and yeah. he comes back to life and he's like I knew you were paying attention I've been playing dead for, since you shot me and she was like going, I know and I was like did you know did you know that he was cool you didn't just murder him and I was like Maybe they, maybe you won't hit his heart or his lungs, but his spine's back there. Like yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's so there's, much. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah, um, I was like, is he yeah. wearing the the point will be he's wearing a vest. He's like, no, I just shot him in that one place where it's cool. I was like, that one place where it's cool. I've never seen you shoot a gun before. Are you a fucking marksman? What the fuck's happening? And, and the one that, place where it's cool, the forearm. Yes, like, you know, it, it's the one place where it's cool is not him. Yeah, and but and then and then there's rehab, right? So let's say you even do get through it and you don't get. Um, you know infections and then yep. you actually you know look after the injured properly like if you've ever broken a leg or an arm you'll know that there's rehab to happen like you need to go to physiotherapist to learn how to use your muscles again and all that sort of stuff right so obviously this would be boring as shit in uh in a film to watch all that but it's just kind of glossed off it's like no he was fucked up that day next day business yep. as usual but then there's the thing in games where you don't really see it in games um because it would be boring as shit yep well except for hyper realistic games where uh, what's that one you play glennon where um, Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, that one, right? Where yeah, it it takes it, they're never going to be mainstream because you have to appreciate the fact that it's that realistic. Yeah, right? yeah, you have to like particularly with a game where people are used to like it's escapism normally, and it's like it's escapism, wish fulfillment, power fantasy is kind of like the three major themes you will uh, major driving forces in games. And so when you're playing something like kind of, yeah. yeah. But some people love it because it's it's the whole thing of like like the reason why I enjoy playing Tarkov so much is most shooters within 
10 hours of playing them i've pretty much mastered them mm. and that's not I'm, I'm not trying to be like cocky there it's just like i will consistently place like top one percent in mm. these games in stats and in performance and stuff like that and i'm just kind of like great i'm bored now there's no challenge left mm. it's like I'll, I'll play until i've unlocked everything and now i move on yeah and that, that that's whereas with this game it's like it is like my like the reflexes i've built up playing shooters don't necessarily help me in a hyper-realistic game because if mm. someone's behind me, I'm just dead. I don't get to tank the first two shots, turn on them, and, and shoot them and kill them Yeah, because I can aim for the head faster than they can. They shoot me in the back and I'm just dead. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like situational awareness. It sounds like so Hollywood could learn like, something from this game. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, I don't know. Like, like my Hollywood, and it kind of ties into, it ties into shooters. My one that I hate, well, other than, I, I mentioned it earlier, so I, I, it's, but it's more of a, pet peeve I really fucking hate the Wilhelm scream if that could yes. just fuck right off as someone who studied audio I hate that yep. just just go die at death somewhere but uh, silencers yes there's no such thing as a silencer correct there is a <laughs> yes. there is a suppressor or a muzzle break is what they're called but, but nothing um, where if someone's in the room beside you they won't hear the gunshots so, well that, that's called a pillow you see you have to hold a pillow <laughs> no <laughs> so no. what a silencer is like it's standard for the minimum a sniper rifle issued to the army will come with is usually a uh, flash hider um, some of them are called say like you basically you have like flash hiders which just try and disguise the shot so it can't be seen you don't see where the because when those things fire it's fucking noticeable mm. um then there's the ones that's like oh it's a muzzle break and a muzzle break acts partially like a um it protects the shape of the barrel because the barrel is like say 10 millimeters wide and then the muzzle break goes on over around it and it's like a wider cuff around yep. the end to stop anything but they can also suppress the flash to a degree and then you have uh, suppressors and what suppressors are designed to do is a yes they do reduce the noise but it takes it from about 140 decibels down to about 100 decibels <laughs> and it, right it, which is still earplug terrible and it, right? it modifies exactly a little i have fired a rifle uh, yes it, it with, warps um, the sound that's the point it yeah. distorts the sound so you cannot tell where it's coming from all right so I, it's disguising location I, exactly it's meant to be used by like <laughs> snipers and like people who are trying to like it's for ambush purposes it's for it's for that type of thing where it's like you don't know where the thing is shooting at because there's a guy in a ghillie suit halfway up a fucking tree half a mile away shooting at you and you have no clue because the, the noise, the, the, the echo of and the reverberation of the noise is so distorted you can't tell where it's accurately coming from. I've, That's the point of them. I've fired a rifle with and without a, a silencer or what, a, what the thing that you would call a silencer is, which is just a suppressor. Um, and two things. One, uh, it's, it's the difference between and like it's exactly the same loudness and I think it's just a very different noise right okay yeah yeah and uh, I don't know how that's going to sound on podcast that'll be a fun <laughs> one to listen back to um, but the other thing is the guy the reason the guys wanted to fire it is because they had it sitting there and they'd had there was oil in it and I was like oh we should just fire that to clean it out but they didn't tell me so when it fired this flame burst out of it <laughs> and I was like what the fuck is this for it's like, what war situation do you want to be in? It's if you want to light a smoke while yeah, shooting. You've got a screaming guy. bullet and now everything <laughs> around me is on fire. Now, the thing is, there is... So, there, there, there has been tech developed over the last few years that essentially is a silencer, but not... They don't work on really on rifles. 
they don't really work on um on any large caliber uh gun the uh, the whole idea is, is that they're meant to uh it's there's certain pistols that you fire subsonic rounds mm. so different bullets based on their shape and the amount and the amount of gunpowder charge in them will fire at different uh speeds and that affects how much noise they make and there's certain rounds that when you fire them they fire uh, at a like they fire slow enough to not break the sound barrier to not generate any noise from that perspective mm. but also the integral what they're called is integral suppressors so they're basically built into the gun you cannot remove them mm. without taking off the case right and the um basically the the i saw it on this pistol the pistol looks like double length it looks like the original robocop's pistol yeah mm-hmm. it's like fucking huge but what happens is is when you fire it there's no it, it, the the part where it ejects the cartridge all happens inside the casing right yep. so and then what, what the way the casing moves this is what the extra space is when the casing moves it always makes sure that there's a layer between the chamber and the thing. So it's all trying to like baffle the noise. Yeah. Like it's like soundproofing around it. So when you fire it, the, the casing flops out a weird way. Like it's all this type of thing. And those ones, when they're fired, okay, yeah, if you're 100 meters away, you're not going to hear it. But if you're nearby, it's still, but, 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 like you can still like hear yeah. the noise. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing. It's not a, it's not a, uh, there's no, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like put this up to the pillow. The pillow one is the worst one, but yeah. I'm gonna put it up to the pillow, or I'm gonna stick it in. I'm gonna stick the end of my gun inside of a potato. I was like, don't be fucking or pineapple. Don't be so fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> Joe, that, that, that type I of never, shit just annoys me. I never me. even questioned silencers. I never thought of. I never thought. Oh about yeah, it. I never do put much thought into it. I just like James Bond in Goldeneye on the N64. But, like, that's a silencer. That is a thing. I never. But as soon as you start talking about it, it's like, yeah, well, actually, of course, that's but, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we're like in games, it's like I can shoot like the pair of you are in a room, and I come in the doorway, and you're not facing each other, so I could shoot Kev, and Johnny won't hear. Yeah, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, right. If I'm a hundred meters away and I've got a scope and I've got a gun that's like properly integrally suppressed, so it will, and it's firing something of low enough speed. That it can still reach you, but it's not going to make the noise. You might hear something faintly, right. and yeah, or if I'm two hundred meters away, you probably won't hear something. But then it's still a case of like, the it, it's it's a you know I'm sure when I hit Johnny, he's not just going to go down silently. Yeah, well, <laughs> you yeah, know? Thing, right? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. there's always you know, and then that's that was one thing I, like you mentioned about like what the, the human body can take. I remember seeing the, it was some podcast where they had a guy on who was a, a Marine and our next Marine. And he was talking about like people get shot and they don't even notice. Mm. Yeah. Like if you're in a, in, a, in a high adrenaline situation and somebody shoots you, they don't realize and they keep running. And it's only if they notice it is actually what makes them fall down. Yeah. yeah. They fall down because they feel like they have to. Their body just goes, no, just from. And it's it like, so like people have like taken shots and been running along and then it's like, you're shot in the arm there, pal. And it's like, oh, holy shit. And then they nearly faint. And and that's if it's a flesh wound, though, right? I mean, obviously, there there are, there are, you can get shot in such a way that obviously you're you're going to notice it. I mean, Matt, it's going to happen. But, oh, yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. But then There's the shock, then, then like, the shock if, response it, comes in. I, but, but every body is going to be different and every body type is going to be different. I was even, I was listening to a Navy SEAL talk about this. So they don't have uh, women in the Navy SEALs. And it's because most women physically wouldn't be able to deal with the stress that they're putting on their bodies right mm-hmm. so it's going to vary massively from body to body so 
going back to that one is like if you are you know very skinny and small you're going to have a very different impact or you're going to take the physical um, punishment but it, very differently it's not even that they, we, they don't have women it's like we don't have most men either <laughs> like if, yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you showed <laughs> up and you were this tall they're like no absolutely not we've built this for one very specific type of person yeah. and if you don't fall within that fucking range and, fuck and, that's, and that's what I'm saying it's like those guys are the most capable of taking punishment and yeah. they still can't even take as much as I, the average person takes in, in a, a TV I've been show surfing and gashed my foot and not noticed till I walk all the way up the beach and everything like that and just like why are there red footprints behind me yeah. it's just because I did yeah. not notice and it I, I, I sliced my hand open once when I was a kid and it was like I didn't even realise that I went to push open the door into the pub that my parents were in oh my yeah. aunt and uncle were in and I pushed it open and then they, I walked up to them and I went to pick up a glass and they were like hands bleeding and my entire like palm was just red and yeah. I'm like, oh and then I went out and it still didn't hurt and I went out and I fixed I'd fallen and sliced it on on something like and I went out to the bathroom and then I was coming back in and I saw my own handprint on the door and I was like should get more toilet paper yeah but it was just like completely oblivious but then when I when I split open my forehead and I had to get stitches it didn't hurt until I saw the blood yeah yeah. I distinctly remember just being like oh fuck me and then I saw it and I was like ah and I just started bawling like, my, my was brother, like, my I was brother like 11 or something like. similar to that before where uh, I rang the doorbell and there was like a glass pane beside the door and he came up and pretended to kick the glass but followed through and kicked me in the face through the glass amazing uh, and he got a huge gash on the side of his leg you know like a proper deep gash where you can see the flesh it's not just blood like yeah. it, it kind of gets white and you're like alright I know that's bad he did not notice for ages and it was because he was so afraid of the amount of trouble he was going to get in yeah for the glass. of course so it's, it's also yeah. when you've got that kind of mental distraction away from it it's like he was more afraid of the shit he was going to get into off me man than he was yeah it's, about it's, his it's, leg, you know? it's the adrenaline it's like he went into flight or fight mode yeah because it's like he knew he was in trouble yeah, yeah. and then that adrenaline That's surge really would have just been like no no pain let's just let's just hide yeah. that for a minute uh, yeah it's weird but yeah silencers I no can't stand them I'm gonna do some quick fire ones just for movies and I, again it's not that these are bad in any way they, they tell the story but just they're completely fucking overused do something else uh, psychic powers cause nosebleeds psychic powers aren't real do something else have have some crack with it make the person all sweaty and ugly looking just, or an ear bleed ear bleed make their, eye, eye, eyes, their bleed. eyes pop out of their fucking head for a second they have to push them back in make it something weird we're, we're going into scanners territory yeah. here um, <laughs> if you can solve a Rubik's Cube on screen you're a genius Anyone can solve a Rubik's Cube. It's not that fucking hard. You can find a YouTube tutorial. It'll be fine. I, I remember the first day how disappointed I was the first time I found out that there was a system for yeah, solving it. it it's was fine. Like, oh, I just need to learn the turns. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, Kev, you know, the, you know the guy who proved to me that solving a Rubik's Cube does not make you intelligent? Owen Coakley. I saw him do yeah. it in the space for <laughs> 10 seconds. And I was like, if this fucking clown can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, if you kill a boss, the rest of the bad guys will just chill out. He's like, I, I, yeah, I know you're trying to wrap the story up, but just fucking come on. Uh, and see- actually that was one thing they did well in the new Star Wars in that it's like in the, the original series like yeah the Empire was taken down and all that yep. shit but actually nothing changed yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. just a different guy took over the Empire so it was kind of uh, we rebranded we're under new, no- new yeah. ownership yeah, and rebranded yeah. uh, and CPR only works if you get angry at the victim yeah. <laughs> just start hitting them like come on come on don't do this yeah. to me stay with me they got like four broken ribs yeah exactly <laughs> beat the that's, fuck that's and I'm gonna it. beat you back to life you can't be resuscitated without a good yeah. broken rib or two that's it and the, the, the thing with the guns kills me because we're in Ireland we don't have handguns the, Hollywood is in America everybody actually has handguns the idea that they look at their gun and go I know this isn't true I know what I've just seen mm. I was like I know medical professionals there's enough medical professionals in the world that if they see someone doing CPR in a movie they have to be like no one ever do what that person just did yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of a similar one to um and this this is one that again kind of propagates 
dangerous misleading information is that people drowning thrash around oh, in the yeah. water and screams like help I'm drowning whatever no people drowning it looks more like just a thing just kind of bobbing up and down yeah. and then just sinking under the water you know so you could see that and go oh look at him having some fun out there he's not drowning because he's not thrashing around but so, that, that is he's not, not what it he's waving like. to me I'll no, back no, no. <laughs> so uh, when training to be a lifeguard they were, they were saying to me that uh, the symbol for um, I'm okay is just gently putting your fist on top of your head and like kind of tapping and say so it used to be wave but if a drowning person sees you sometimes they'll just like trash he's like it's okay he's waving yeah, and then yeah. he just stops and goes see he's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas if you can calmly put your hand on top of your head so you don't need this arm to swim that means you're fine yeah yeah, yeah. The, the fact that that's actually that it was a wave that just reminds me of that joke it's like my friend gave me an epinephrine pen right before he died he seemed to really, really want me to have it <laughs> like, it seemed very important to him that I have this yeah um, alright whatever uh, for TV shows are you stuck for time? No, go, go. For TV shows, um, I'm kind of just going to go one for like sitcom kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of works for movies as well, but it kills me uh, that actually while you're here it, in sitcoms, one in every kind of group of friends is a vegetarian. And I actually checked out uh, some stats on America. Only 5% of people in America are vegetarian. Mm. 10% are anti-vaxxers, but 5% are vegetarian. Wow. And wow. you never. So have... what you're saying is that the American population is going to get ten percent smaller. Than <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, it's fifteen percent are anti-vaxxers in the, within the range of eighteen to twenty-nine. So you know the people who have kids. So yes, it's about to get very fucked. Wow, that's so. fucked up, man. Uh, so all sitcoms out there, I challenge you to lose the vegetarian friend because that's unrealistic. Make one of them a fucking anti-vaxxer and just vehemently so, and that's that'll be fun watching. Um, but my are anti-vaxxers the new vegan. You know, like... <laughs> Whereas it's just the people that, that I do CrossFit and I actually don't want to listen to. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes, they are. They are already that. Um, I I think the trope is um, for me is when people cheat on each other uh, in relationships and stuff and TV shows and movies. If a guy is cheated on, that's an inciting incident for a cool new life. He's going to start again. If he walks in on his wife sleeping with someone else, they do it in old school and crashing the TV show and something else love actually but they do it they do it in crashing and that's you know i'm gonna start my new life now and this is cool and everything's great and I, oh, it's just like it, it women are always either the like men are always either rescuing women or the victims of women in movies and tv shows and and it it just needs to be kind of updated um i know i recognize we're three white dudes saying this <laughs> um three uh, three straightish you know, <laughs> straightish white men you know all the problems in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, some someone sent me that web comic where it's just wait a minute, we're three white guys with unexceptional opinions and experiences. Holy shit, did we just start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, I think it was me who sent you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's the opposite. Then for women, is if a woman is cheated on, it means she needs a new man instantly. It means that she just immediately sees that her old guy wasn't good enough and that the, the other protagonist, whatever other male protagonist, is the one for her. So it's to her to go, oh, the scales have fallen from my eyes. Now I can jump from this dickhead to this wonderful dude. And I'm like, the, oh. the, uh, the, uh, the other one is like when the woman gets rejected. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, oh, the, 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 you know, I'm going to have a makeover and I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to, I have to tart myself up now like to make myself, you know, uh, more interesting yeah and then it's like the you know the they'll end up like the guy comes back and like oh my god and she gets to slap him down yeah the only film that was ever enjoyable in was batman returns with catwoman it? oh yes yeah. that was the only time that i, I watched that and went yeah okay 
I had made a note of makeovers there and I had written it from the scale of like, if a woman just has a bit of a makeover but her shopping's free, it means that she's ready for a happy chains. If she cuts her hair really short, it means she's dealing with emotional trauma. <laughs> and that just seems to hold true. And I was like, I wasn't going to mention it. I was like, I don't know how to make that funny. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, it's, you're starting to see changes though in, in mainstream around this, like with Frozen, right? That's yeah, yeah. kind of a different thing. And just talking about Mario Odyssey earlier. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for the end of Mario Odyssey where you know, uh, Peach gets rescued and she's like, well, I don't want to be with either of you people. Fuck yeah. off and leave me on my own. You know what I mean? I want to make my own decisions. Fantastic. Yeah, I thought it worked really well. I've been playing Mario Kart with Sinead all week because she, she was doing a 5K and she just wanted to get in the racing mindset. <laughs> but did, did she arrive at the 5K with we, loaded up with bananas and fucking yeah, turtle shells? Have to, we'll have to get her on for a Mario episode because she can sing Nicki Minaj songs in Mario's voice and she's like, let's go to the peach, peach, let's go get away. <laughs> just, just her trying to rescue peach and stuff. Like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's me, Nicky Minaj. Odd combination. Yes, it's very strange. Uh, Kev, anything for for TV shows? Um, there was one that I had, which was around, and I know why they do this, but it's it's worth mentioning because I I it was something when I learned it was like, oh yeah, that's actually really obvious, but I yeah. never thought about it until I learned it, which is people don't eat. Like they will be sitting yeah. around. And they'd have like food on the plate and all. They'd be moving the food around. Yeah. Um, and they will never take a bite. Drinking is different, but they'll just never take a bite. Now, it's obviously because with reshoots and stuff, it would be a nightmare if they were eating and they had to reshoot the scene 10 yeah. times and they'd have to just keep eating and eating and then trying to get the plates to look the same. Continuity would be a whole nightmare. Um, but eating is one of those things that is very hard to nail. Uh, especially I, in I, I, ice cream. Ice cream is also uh, mashed potato. Mashed potato, or I've seen it where they did a scoop of ice cream and it was a tennis ball sprayed white and just put it yeah. in the thing and they're like, there you go. Because it'll mean, melt under the lights if it's actual ice cream. My mind there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insane. no, no, because like, the, the lights... Mashed potato makes absolute sense. Like, but I, now I'm thinking how horrible it would be to eat mashed potato covered so, in sprinkles. You know? So, uh, the, 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 oh, eating, try that. The, <laughs> the food stories I know are in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Where, there's a bit where Leonardo DiCaprio sits down opposite Jonah Hill and there's still food on Jonah Hill's plate and he kind of gestures at he's like you finished and he goes no 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 you and like if you want some eat it so he picked up the last bit of sushi and ate it and they started talking and then they like jonah hill looked at him and goes you have to do that every time now i was like fuck so they had to keep bringing in more bits of sushi and he kept on eating them and he's like the last two shots he just vomited like he was like he would eat it do it and then look off to the side and throw up and go sorry and he did it again well, one that's more the piece. Thing, yeah the bar the barf bucket is a thing that there was that thing on uh, parks and rec where they were talking about how, like, um, afterwards, and they were, you know, the they were talking about different people now on the show, and um, Chris Pratt never used the barf bucket. So there was one time they were filming the scene in a restaurant, and he ate like eleven burgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! He's um, just like, no, I'm not using the barf bucket. Uh, there's a, there's definitely a show I've seen, and not even about not touching the food. There's a scene I saw where clearly the the prop food they had was scrambled eggs. And there's a scene where there's a woman walking around asking everyone how they'd like their eggs and everyone's saying sunny side up, sunny side down, whatever. And nobody asks for scrambled. But what she hands everyone is scrambled eggs and no one makes it, says anything. And I was watching going, is that going to be a joke in a minute that she doesn't know how to make anything else? And then the old lady dies in the scene. And I'm like, so it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, that's, that's, why did they even ask them? But um, uh, if you're watching Harry Potter again, all the scenes... Or for where the they, first time. I've never seen Oh, uh, if you're watching it for the first time. All the scenes in this big um, hall, this cafeteria, there's floating candles, ghosts going around, and these banquets. It's it's nearly something out of a Roald Dahl kind of movie where it's just food everywhere. And the idea is this, um, like, it is like the Willy Wonka reveal when you walk in and everything's made of food. Just these beautiful banquets. They made that, put it all out. 
it was real food. Everyone's there. Nobody eats anything in the entire like movie because they did on the first day. Then realized there was more to film. Left all the food where it was. Kids went away, came back. Everything under hot studio lights. They realized there was more to film. <laughs> left everything where it was. So there was three day old food sitting on the tables where they'd like, we made all this food so it looked good. But like they had to go around with the megaphone going, nobody eat anything. You will fucking die. The, um, the, the, um, what was it? The food thing that like famously Brad Pitt does it a lot. Mm. Every scene, every single scene that he is in, in Ocean's Eleven, he's eating. Yes. Yeah, I remember hearing that before. Yeah, and it's always like just like snacks, it, right? Like a sh- yeah, no, it was a th- it was a thing it cuts- that Robert Redford gave. Uh, Robert Redford uh, recommended it to him. He was like, he said it to him when he was just starting out. He met him at some event, and he was like, "What's actually a good tip? Like, because if if I'm going to be there and I'm just going to be in a scene, like, how do I make it more natural? Because I yeah. f- sometimes feel like I'm not. I feel too uncomfortable. I need to relax. Yeah. And Robert Redford was like, "Eat, mm. just eat, and just and like um." Uh, Robert Downey Jr. does it as Tony Stark in the first Avengers film mm. but all that food wasn't in the script he kept hiding packets of food around the set and then taking them out so the bit where him and him and uh, Banner and Thor are analysing the scepter oh no sorry and Cap comes in and he's like blueberry and he's like he just has the thing of blueberries like that wasn't meant to be in it he just kept like sellotaping them to the underside of tables <laughs> behind walls and stuff and he'd walk around and be just like mm-hmm. and then he just started eating and they're like oh fuck he's got it again they, um, they do a really but good, it does make it more natural like. they do make a, a really nice point of it in Ocean's Eleven where there's a point where he's on lookout for something and he's eating I don't know something um, crisps or something and a camera pans away to show what he's looking at and it pans back and now he's eating a shrimp cocktail yeah. with the idea <laughs> yeah, that he's eating so much <laughs> that he's had time to change what he's eating <laughs> yeah think, and it's or else he's just like uh, like and some of them he's just got like a lollipop or chewing gum or, yeah. or something um, when he collects he collects Danny Ocean at the end of the film he's got like uh, hamburgers yeah he's just there eating two hamburgers outside the prison <laughs> like he's just kind of like um, but yeah and it, like the thing is it's just his character is the one that always seems like someone you know because he focuses on the food yep. yeah, yeah, yeah when six, they're talking he's looking at the food and he's just kind of yeah. eating his burgers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's but it's like he's he's always like it's not like we're all looking exactly at the person who's talking till they finish talking yeah and then we will all look at the person who responds until yeah. they finish there was a it's just a little bit more natural the other thing was that um the scene where they're all explaining how they're going to break in and i can't remember his name but there's the, the chinese acrobat character mm. He asks them a question in Chinese. Yeah. And in the script, he asks uh, he asks it in English. But they were like, no, ask it in Chinese. But they told Brad Pitt to respond anyway. Yeah. And they never told anyone else. So we even see it when he goes like, he says this in Chinese. And then like, he's like, no, there's, there's sensors in the ground, blah, blah, blah. And all you see is um, Don Cheadle's character is going, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's completely lost. He's yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> That's great. Uh, but the, 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 other, that the, of... the other thing on food I was going to say is just to, to bring it around to games then is that like you talked about earlier on food is health right? oh you yeah food you get healthy but the one game and it, I think it was the first thing I did was it was like GTA uh, was it San Andreas was the first one where you could go into the restaurant yep. and eat and it was like oh no way you can go into a fast food place and eat and of course the first thing you do is go in and just eat and eat and eat and, yep. eat, and just keep eating until eventually he pukes yep. and then he you know he gets fat right and yep. if you keep doing that and I was like I think it's the first time in a game where I've been able to do this mundane shit and yep. it actually has a bit of an impact you know it was kind of cool yeah, they, they've, I've actually, we were talking about it earlier, but they've, they have done Sea of Thieves, 
where originally the only food was bananas, but they've added other types and they give you different amounts of health back. And now, like, if you kill a shark, you can get shark meat and shark meat and cook it. Or if you kill a snake, you can get the snake meat and cook it, mm. and so on. But if you don't cook the meat, it makes you sick. Yeah. When you when you eat it. Um, but like sick actually has an advantage in that game because you have your bucket that you can fill with water uh, to like oh God, bail. I know where this is going. but you can actually make yourself sick and if you hold the bucket when you do you get sick into the bucket and then if you throw the bucket of sick at somebody it covers their screen and they can't see anything oh. so when you get into a fight you see people whipping out buckets and just throwing sick on someone <laughs> and do they get sick then the people covered in the, the no 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 but it, like unless they're near, if, the, basically the trick to get rid of is you dive into the water and it washes off yeah. otherwise it takes time to go away oh, it's just, yeah. but it's like I, I've seen someone do it where they've like boarded another ship and just thrown a bucket of sick over the guy and he's like with the sword like flailing around oh, that's so no good. idea where the guy is it's disgustingly uh, brilliant uh, there was in Metal Gear Solid 3 snake eater titter 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 you can like that you're hunting and you can eat anything you kill so if you shoot a bird then you can eat it if you kill a crocodile you can eat it you can't eat dogs because I guess they just were like, no, nah, that's like the dogs have collars or attack dogs. Like that's someone's dog. Yeah. But you can eat vultures unless the vulture has eaten a person. Or no, if the vulture's eaten a person, you get really sick. So oh. if you kill a, an enemy soldier, you can't eat them, obviously. But if a vulture lands on an enemy soldier and is eating and you kill that vulture and eat it, you get really badly sick because you're like, no, you did a roundabout way to eat human flesh. That's not what you're supposed to do. Don't do that. Oh, right. that's cool. um, which is a weird one. No. Yeah, the, for for me, like the the only one that's in TV is more like it's in it's in um the most pronounced was in House was that okay you have a mystery illness yeah but it's fine we will figure this out always thirty minutes before you die yes we will it'll be it like oh how bad is he well like right now like his kidneys are failing but if it gets much worse his liver will go yeah. and then like his lungs it's like right so we're not gonna figure this out till his lungs have gone yeah, as well yeah. then okay cool. Yeah. Every time, and it's just kind of like, like I get that it's meant to be, you know, he gets the cases that nobody else can deal with. Yeah. But surely there should be somewhere they walk in and go, no one's been able to figure this out. And he looks at them and goes, I sure had one of these last year. So and he's just able to get it straight away, like yeah. Or or you know, I saw a video on YouTube recently that yeah. had, that explained this. You know, yeah, or, I don't know, like, the dude dies the end. <laughs> I'm a doctor. This was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah it's a, like you know, can't win them all. Yeah. Um, actually on that, that one that was my TV one that just kind of bothers me though the very first trope I ever noticed and what you just described is a variant of it as is really really young me watching TV shows watching like action shows and stuff and there's a bomb counting down and it's at a, at a minute 20 19 18 70 it gets to a minute and then it cuts away and I'm like oh no oh no and then it cuts away for like 5 minutes and it cuts back and it's on 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, it was so much longer than 30 seconds. So... And then it cuts away at 30 seconds and cuts back and it's on 28 seconds. I was like, that was 10 seconds. I'm so annoyed. The, the amount of times I, I've done this where I'm watching something and someone goes underwater yeah. and I hold my breath. And just I'm just see... sitting there going, holding my breath. And then I exhale and they keep going for another five minutes. I'm just bullshit. Yeah. Fucking You'd bullshit. be dead. Yeah. You're re... I wasn't even swimming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nearly pass out during Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 like, the, t- the time thing though is, is one yeah like they never seem to get that right but then again like with the, the, the underwater thing I've seen videos of people who have like the free divers who can go down yeah. for like five minutes at a time and I'm like yeah okay I wouldn't but uh, yeah yeah, it, oh, yeah you but, can do it but they're free divers who, who you know put a lot of effort into training that behavior you don't know everything about a character <laughs> <in a film. laughs> that's fair that's a good point <laughs> yeah. 
But the time one, I, I always almost try to explain it to myself and say, right, they're cutting scene, but this isn't chronological, right? So they're, yeah, scene, yeah. they're doing something for a while and then cutting, they're going back in time with the, the yeah. scene cut. Uh, yeah, I think but it's like, this was happening... This was happening while that other scene yeah. was going yeah, exactly. on. It's yeah. parallel. It's, yeah. it's not, yeah. So you can't think of like scenes as being sequential, but there are some times where they do fuck it up. And it's like, no, that, clearly that more time that, has elapsed. That's why I qualified it with young me. So it doesn't seem like me 10 years ago. I'd be like kind of 20-year-old Johnny going, this is bullshit. This is a... Christ, you sit on a throne of lies. Um, um, cool. For games, the only thing that really annoys me, and thankfully it's actually gone and died a death for the most part, is quick time events oh yeah mm. because that's like the like that basically it seemed to come about from the whole thing of oh we want the player to make a decision but why not just have something cool happen instead no the player has to make a decision yeah. it's like the decision is press the button or die that's not really a decision yeah you the, know the only thing about that is that it's been done well right i think like god of war did it pretty well in the original god of war games um i think didn't devil may cry do some of that mm. stuff as well but some games have yeah. done it well and but then other games is like Oh, that means that is a cool thing. It's like no, it's a cool thing if it's done really well. There, you know I think mean? the, the one where it really seemed well. to kick off the most was after Resident Evil Four, because mm. yeah. they put them into Resident Evil Four, and then like for about four years afterwards, I was seeing them in every game, and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I so, hate this. So I didn't hate them in things like The Wolf Among Us because every single scene had cutscenes, and every single things had if you were talking to someone just left or right, do you want to respond angrily or do you want to help them? And sometimes if you didn't answer or didn't respond to the quick time, it didn't mean die. It meant that your character wasn't quick enough or didn't yeah. do the thing or chose to ignore the person, mm. which is a legitimate answer. But that, that's an interactive story. But that's an interactive yeah. story. Whereas yeah, the, that, the, the, don't, don't ever pretend the Telltale stuff is games. They're yeah. not. They're, they're, they're games in the way book. that like, no, they're, they're games the way that choose your own adventure books are yeah. games. But the, that, that's essentially what it is. Like, it's but, still good if you like it, but I don't think it's a game as such. But at least train me to keep the controller in my hand. I've seen ones before where, like, I guess it was one of the Metal Gear Solid ones where an entire cutscene played out and then a knife fight started between me and the, the bad guy and then he just stabbed me to death while there was an A button on the screen and I was staring at it going, is that me? I'm pressing A? I should be pressing A. Okay. They're like, pick it up. Oh, I'm dead. And then the entire cutscene started again. I was like, that was like a four minute cutscene. What the fuck? There's yeah. no way I'm sitting through this again. And I had to, I was like, oh, like death grip on the controller and I'm not missing a single button. Mm. But if it kind of feels like that's probably dead after the, uh, how much that Call of Duty was ridiculed. That will, that press, press F to pay respects or whatever, yeah. right? Because that, that thing was so ridiculed. I was like, right, this has hit peak ridiculous yeah. now. Right? It's, just it's not even the most embarrassing thing about that game now because that game had Kevin Spacey in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Until Dawn does it quite well where you, it's a slasher movie and if you fuck up the, the quick time events you could have been playing the entire game properly and then you lose a character mm. and it feels a bit cannon fodder actually the way you just lose dudes but I was playing it and the problem is it because it's um, you've did, if you played it it's like a horror <laughs> story but you've got to survive the night I can't remember whether it's 8 hours or 12 hours but it's eight literal hours. That's You yeah. play eight hours of gameplay. And I remember being really late at night and the last quick time event was don't move while the monster's in the room and just clutching the controller and just being like, I don't know if I cannot move. Am I not moving right now? And on the screen, it shows the controller like tilting a little. I was like, am I tilting? Is the whole room tilting? What's happening? This is, uh, I had until down on my list because one of the tropes was just in horror in general, people doing stupid shit. Oh, yeah. Because people do stupid shit in horror all the time. Like I was thinking about TV, The Walking Dead, the amount of trouble that could have been avoided if that little shit Carl just sat down and did what he was told. Right? Yep. The amount of trouble he caused. And he never did anything good. So he should have learned after the first four times that but no, Kev, I should just do what I'm fucking told. Kev, right? the majority of people are stupid. 
Well, I mean, I was thinking that it's, as well. That that's a fair point. That is a fair I, point. But, but like, but, like I, I would love to see a film where you have a group of people and it's building up to a moment where they're going to something horrific is going to happen, or they're going to end up in a horror film type scenario, and someone goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute," and then they all go, "Oh yeah, good point." And then it doesn't happen, and the film turns yeah. into a comedy or something. Well, so, so that's why I like, it's to kind talk of about in Cabin in the Woods, like because in, in Until Dawn you have that kind of control. Yeah. But they force you to run upstairs or down to the basement because just all the other doors are locked. Oh. So there's that classic horror no. thing of people always run upstairs. And what was it? Hereditary. She ends up in the fucking attic. Yes. No, leave the house. Yes. Don't go to the attic. It's the worst place you could go. And in Until Dawn, they kind of they force you down that same troublesome. Um, they- roots you know there's a bit where they walk you through a, like a snowbank and then when you're being chased you run back that way and i remember it just coming up right or left and i went right and then just stared at the screen because i realized what i'd just done i was like there's a cliff i've just ran my horror movie character along a cliff edge yeah. i was like why i and like in my head i was like left was totally safe i just walked up that way i've explored this whole area right. it's like you gave me a split second decision and now i'm the fucking idiot and and it's interesting because when i was thinking about this one i was thinking about you know people run upstairs they're fucking idiots and people are always watching like don't go upstairs go out the front door yeah, or whatever yeah. and that's the classic thing in, in slasher movies and it was the same because until dawn is just a slasher game yeah, yeah. um the kind of game interactive story I can mm. that's kind of skirting a line but it reminded me of when I was a kid and this kind of puts some more stuff into perspective it's another story with me and my brother this time it was me being a bastard to him good so, uh, bounces out I was leaving for school and he was sitting at the table eating some cornflakes or some shit and I remember going up to the front door and I opened it and I slammed it closed but I was still in the house yeah. right? so he thought I was gone so I walked back to the kitchen but I was able to go in through the living room yep. and jump out and scare the shit at him and I did right and he was raging and he spilt his <laughs> fucking cornflakes all over the place but I remember running to the front door and I couldn't get the latch my fingers wouldn't work because <laughs> there was such panic I was trying to get the thing he was chasing me down right because yep. he was gonna fucking kick my ass and I was trying to get the fucking thing and it took me ages so I just opened the door and left it open and ran Sprinted. down the fucking street so then I was thinking right now imagine if that wasn't my angry brother because I gave him a fright but some psycho or yep. some demon or something horrible <laughs> like that it's like actually your brain does stop working and your fingers go to jelly and yeah. everything just goes to shit. Like, yeah. unless you've been trained to deal with scenarios like that, the average person, do you know what? They probably just would fucking run upstairs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's where my bed is. I'm safe was, in bed. Was, Wait, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> was that was that the reason why he then tried to pretend to kick you when you came home? Do you know what? Was this on like the, the bookends of the same you know day? Yeah, I actually, I can't remember which was first. Which I one? can't remember which came first. Um, that's the instigator. You know, the horror movie trope about people doing stupid shit has actually been around so long that I think it's like Christmas cracker jokes. I've heard the theory that those jokes are bad on purpose so that every, everyone yeah. at the table yeah, feels included. Because right. yeah. it's like, if you say something, one snowman turns to the other and says, do you smell carrots? And everyone's the table's like, because nah, their nose is like, okay, fine. It's like, that's great. Everyone's included. Fuck you, joke. Nobody's alienated. Yeah. Right? If you're in the theater and someone does something and the whole theater goes, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, yeah, we're right. Fuck there, that there's part. definitely kind of power in having a communal yeah. thing like that. Yeah, for sure. There's the the um, the stupid thing as well. Like, I think that they did, did that really well in Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Where they're like, yeah, no, we put something in her hair. We put something in his weed. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we know you like turn on the gas. Like, you know, it was like, it's all controlled. It's all set up because these people wouldn't do this otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods was perfect. Yeah. It, was, it, was it was perfect. Um, that kind of, um, for video games for me, it's the, there's something I think just worked really, really well once. And it's the trope is just people lifting it directly. And you can see people 100% just saying, oh, that was cool. We should make a level like that. And video games have a, such a history of just cloning other stuff or seeing something that works. And it is a dream sequence that takes in place 
on crumbling platforms mm. in a foggy void. Yeah. And it was in the Batman Arkham series, which was fucking amazing. Great stuff. Moving along. And I remember playing it going, wow, this is really well done. And what a nice way to break up like fairly samey levels by doing something completely different. And then they did it in Spider-Man. I was playing that going, oh, yep, yep. I can see that it worked in one superhero game. And they did it in Devil May Cry. I was like, ah, yep, some supernatural elements. So that's cool. And then I was doing it in Dishonored. Going, do you know what? I've done this fucking sequence enough times now that I, I think we could probably just say that Batman did it the best and leave it there. Max Payne. Uh, as well. and Max, Bastion. Yeah. Bastion's Bastion built on reverse. That. Yeah. yeah, did it in reverse. Yeah. So. Um, I know how easy it is to be like kind of we'll stick a skybox and a few platform it's like it's harking back to the platformer days mm. but it's it's basically a way of you kind of going er, this is a very easy way to do something that games are very good at and mm. it's very easy to see if I'm here and there's only a one other crumbling platform that's where I need to be um, even playing through Titanfall there's bits where you're in the, the uh, slow motion kind of um, sequences where the world is nearly falling to bits around you and you're hopping from yeah. bit to bit to make it work Again, something that isn't as powerful in movies or TV shows, but is amazingly powerful in games because you're the one doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think particularly in Titanfall because that's so polished. Yeah. And like the guys who made that, Respawn, who used to work, who used to be Infinity Ward. You know, Infinity Ward's still there, but these are the guys in charge of Thick Sam Pala and a few leaders. And they're the guys who are like, they had mastered the art. You see it in Modern Warfare 1 and 2 um, and you see it in the Titanfall 2 where it's like they introduce something new and they they bring it in and it's there just long enough that you're like this is fucking amazing and great yeah. and then they take it away mm. they still let you play with it but now it's like and they were going to move on yeah. they always move on just before you start getting tired of it yeah. yeah and it's and they're the guys who are doing the new Star Wars game oh yeah oh yeah which which I'm actually interested in because I so for anyone who's listened to this who watched any of the E3 coverage they were showing off the Star Wars game and it looked very linear it looked very kind of uncharted mm-hmm. type of thing and then they were doing like additional behind the scenes stuff where like did invite various like press in and they could play it and stuff like that. And the game that all those people saw was completely different. Because the game is closer to like Metroid Prime or Dark Souls than it is to Uncharted. Where the level is non-linear, you have to like you're in a solar system and you can travel around in it. That's pretty cool. And you like you know getting an uh, unlocking a force ability on one planet lets you open a door on a planet you were at three planets ago. Mm, that's cool. So you know it's all like non-linear, so, but they just so decided to not show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they just decided to not show that off at E3 for some reason. Yeah, that's interesting. Like yeah, it wasn't just, they didn't have it ready because they still showed it behind the scenes that like are like off the stage to people, but they yeah. just no no no. Let's not put that on the stage. It's like ah, yeah, Star Wars not, is a big enough brand that you kind of show any facet of it and people will be like, that's guaranteed. Be cool. If they just don't put microtransactions, people will be like, oh, yeah. it's a Star Wars game. I will play it. But talking about Uncharted, there reminded me of another uh, trope that I think the Last of Us kind of took the piss out of, which was mm. fun. It's like moving dumpsters around to climb up on things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you get that in Uncharted <laughs> all the time, and and a whole bunch of other games where you're just. Uh, God of War did a lot as well. You're just moving things around to create a ladder to jump yeah. up on things. And uh, I think it was, I can't remember the main guy in The Last of Us now. I can't remember what his name is. Um, but he was, sure. moving, yeah, he was moving the dumpsters around just making jokes about the fact that this is a ridiculous thing that we always do in games. Yes. You know, kind, of a, kind of a fun, yeah. self-aware Tomb Raider and uh, first Soul Reaver game were the first two that did it. Yeah, I remember the first, first Tomb Raider, I remember because I rented it from ExtraVision. And I got it home and I spent the first hour trying to figure out what the fuck to do because I didn't yeah. realize I could walk up to a block and, and pull it. Yeah. And, and I was stuck there for an hour and this one bit, it's like, man, this game shit. 
And then I brought it back and I didn't want to play again. And then I played like a few years later. It's like, oh no, this game isn't shit. I was just a fucking idiot. Sorry, I thought of one just there, just trope that can absolutely fuck off and die because it only works in one instance, which is characters taking selfies, just completely inappropriate selfies. In Spider-Man it works because the kid's a photographer and a fucking teenager and they build it into the game that he and has. That's the Spider-Man thing. Yeah, and he's finding photos in the game where he has to triangulate the same position and by doing to triangulate, he gets into the same position as the photo and takes a selfie and goes, yes, they match. Perfect. If you're in fucking God of War taking selfies, that's really weird. If you're <laughs> the, fucking... the selfie thing, though, you're talking about from the most recent yeah. Spider-Man. It was in Watch Dogs 2 first. I get... And Watch Dogs 2, they're a group of, like, you know, teen, late teens, early 20s hackers. Yeah. And, again, and it's the, like, you use it in that. And it was, was, like, was that not in, like, PS2 Spider-Man as well? It, I think it's a pretty the, old mechanic. Where it's, where it's completely inappropriate is if you're in God of War, or I've seen selfies from Tomb Raider where you can take a selfie at any point, which means you can take one just as she dies. And there's bits where like her guts are exploding and she's holding her like ribs in. And then it's selfie time and she's doing the, the fingers. The, and you can change the expression so she's got this big smile on her face <laughs> as she's dying. I, I, sh- I should point out, if you're talking about, if you mentioned the God of War one because you've seen God of War selfies yeah. doing the rounds... They're released. They're made by the studio and are released just on social media. They're not in the game. Oh, they're not. They don't do the smiley ones in the no, game. No, no, no. They they basically have like there's a there's a group of guys in the Santa Monica studios. studios. There's like, like two or three, three, three of them, and they, they basically, basically spend their breaks recreating all the popular memes just in just using the engine and the characters. So that's why they have the one where like it's just Kratos just looking and just giving the yeah the nod like from the old Robert Redford film, and like they just do it with all of them. Because then it's like it's free promotion for a game, and people love the game so much they'll just reshare it, and it's yeah, more yeah. promotion for the game for free. And like, and because the characters are so serious in the game, that it's actually just it's a it's a better contrast for right. it. Like, but yeah, the because the, the, uh, there was actually one posted yesterday, and I was like, oh, hang on, is he getting pissed off because of that? Because that doesn't exist in the game. That's not well, something you can take. Like. The the one where I was like, I'll, I'll, in Spider Man game, you take selfies because you need to, but you can also do it while you're Mary Jane. And there's a bit where you're in the middle of a hostage situation and there's someone executing a hostage behind you and you can do like <laughs> the little selfie. And I'm like, this has to be, you have to turn it off at certain points in the game. I'm sorry. That was Mary Jane's sentences, man. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and just something that just popped up and I, 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 as someone who has to engage with but also kind of hates social media, I, I was seriously impressed by this. I saw an article yesterday where there's some, uh, I can't think of her name, some Instagram model person. She's like a cosplayer and posts, like, you know, has like three and a half million followers. And mm-hmm. she was like, right, I'm, if, if this if this post gets a million likes, I'll set up a Pornhub account and I'll post videos to it. And people were like, holy shit. And like everyone, like, she's got the likes. And then she put up like 12 videos and they're all trolling. Like, so there's one of them, it's like, um, it's like, uh, uh, such and such takes uh, YouTube uh, YouTube's biggest star insider featuring PewDiePie yeah and like uh, the picture on like the thumbnail is her like bent over all suggestively yeah and then the thing is her just eating a picture of PewDiePie <laughs> winking at the camera <laughs> brilliant. for like a minute I was just like this is brilliant this yeah. is genius just fucking with people well done that lady <laughs> yeah I, 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 I've honestly no idea what she's like normally I just saw this article and I was like I approve I straight yeah. away approve yeah. that's, yeah. that's fantastic so yeah. Just you know, selfies being put to good use. Yeah. Is that all the video games? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll introduce our guest. Uh, we've got Kev joining us here today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> to be fair, Kev is, Kev's been on the show more than anyone else. Yeah, returning champ. Should Kev. recognize yeah, I think him. Four, four. Is it four? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having me. This 
I guess we'll start recording now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye.